coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And welcome to the first of two weekends of 4th of July celebrations. It's not an Independence Day. It's like an Independence Week because 4th of July hitting in the middle of these two weekends gives us a nice 10-day spread to really take some time off. A lot of folks on vacation right now, or maybe you're just taking a staycation, staying at home, and tackling a home improvement project. That's where we come in. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, and we will help you get that project done. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. And speaking of Independence Day, uh, if you're ready to celebrate, you want to be very careful to not let those fireworks turn that fun into a disaster. So we're going to have some safety tips just ahead. Mm-hmm. And if you plan on watching those fireworks from your deck, make sure that that deck is safe as well. We're going to have some tips on maintaining the wood for a longer lasting deck. And also ahead, summer sun can not only be bad for your skin, but it can also fade out furniture, walls, and even floors. So we're going to teach you how you can cut that glare of the sun with some very affordable and attractive remote-controlled cellular shades. And also this hour, it's pool season! Hooray! Hooray! Those of you with a swimming pool know just how much hard work it actually is to take care of them. Well, one lucky caller this hour is going to get a wireless way to a smarter, healthier pool. It's an easy pool smart system now it's a wireless floating sensor that's going to transmit the status of your water to your computer or smartphone which is pretty awesome and it's worth 229 bucks so give us a call right now if you'd like to win that ePool smart system and have your home improvement question answered. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's up first? Now I've got John in New Jersey on the line who's looking to build a ramp. How can we help you that project? Hi, I'm looking to uh, have an elevated deck off my house, and the house is built on a slab, so we're about a foot above grade, and I'm looking for some advice as to uh, how high I should make it and what the best way would be to uh, get up to it. Okay. Okay. So you definitely need a ramp to get up to this deck that's going to be a foot, about a foot off grade? Well, I, I use a, a wheelchair or a walker, and it would be easier oh, okay. than trying to mm-hmm. navigate the steps. Sure. Okay. So uh, you about a, you think the finished height is going to be about 12 inches off grade? Uh, well, that's where the foundation stops, you know, where, where the door frame is and so forth. Okay. So let me tell you why that's important to know. Because the ramp, I mean, the the pitch for the ramp is 112. What that means is that to drop an inch, you need to go out 12 inches. So if you need to drop 12 inches, that means you need a 12-foot ramp. So it's important to know that because now you know how long you have to count for the ramp space. So, for example, if you were going to build a deck and then have a ramp be sort of to the end of one side of it, you could have a a deck that's maybe, say, 15 feet deep, three feet for sort of a landing. You take the ramp, bring it up the side. You go 12 up with the ramp, another three feet for the landing, and you're there. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing you need to think of when you're planning this out. You need a one-inch drop over 12 inches for a safe ramp height. Okay, so the further I had the deck away from the house, Higher, the higher the on the higher. Yeah, the higher it is on the house, the longer the ramp you'll need. Mm-hmm. And I think probably 
to accommodate this sort of run of the ramp, you might want to put it on the side rather on the front edge. You know, this way it can sort of run that same length or depth of the deck, if you will. Right, and the deck itself would absorb some of the uh, run then. Well, it would end up being, exactly, it would end up being on the side. This way you don't have to have something, you know, so much larger along the front edge. Now, I wonder, Tom, if you're expanding a deck like that, do you need any sort of special permitting or variances with the town or your neighbors? Well, you certainly need permits. I mean, no matter what you do, I would not do this without a permit. And and, uh, the the ramp space itself is going to sort of count uh, towards the maximum decking space. There could be some relief depending on your situation, but I would definitely start with a call to the building department to find out uh, what you're allowed to do, John, before you just build it. Okay, I will give them a call and we'll go from there. Thank you. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Linda in Texas on the line who's got a flooring question. How can we help you in your Money Pit today? We had carpeting, and we had a flooded floor, so we put laminate and tile down to replace it. The area in the kitchen is all tiled, and then it runs from the kitchen into the dining area and then front of the fireplace. And right in front of the fireplace starts the laminate. We put laminate there. And so there's an area of 16-inch tile uh, in front of the fireplace that's tile, and then there's a running board thing that goes down between to separate the two things. Well, that thing came up, and we can't get it to stay down for anything. So this is wood, correct? Yes. This running board is wood? And uh-huh. and what's the subfloor underneath this? This is wood or concrete or what? No, it's concrete. Okay. So why don't we mechanically attach it? The adhesives are not working anymore. Why don't we mechanically attach it? So how thick is this piece of wood? Oh, about, I got my fingers up. Can you see it? Three Three quarters of an inch? inch Half inch? Three quarters of an inch. Okay. Because um, what I would suggest you do is uh, pilot hole this out, and you want to do this in such a way that uh, you can counter bore the screw below the surface and then use a wood plug to cover it over. Because we want this to be invisible when we're all done. But if you drill uh, a counterboard hole, and what I mean by that is you have a pilot hole and a clearance hole, and then you have sort of a half inch or three-eighths of an inch hole that sinks down below the surface, and then that fits a wood plug that you can stain. So now you have the hole in the wood, right? And you have those strategically across this piece. Then you use something called a Tapcon screw, which is designed to go into concrete. Uh, when you buy a Tapcon screw, it comes with the actual masonry drill bit and the screws in the same package. You pile it right through that those holes that you lined in the wood. Goes right in the concrete. Takes a little bit of a little bit of work because you're obviously drilling in the concrete. But even with that masonry bit, you got to push a little bit. And then you pull it out and you use this Tapcon screw, which actually uh, screws right into the concrete. It'll pull that piece of wood right down. And then once it's nice and solid, you can put those wood plugs in, touch them up with a little bit of stain, and you'll be good to go. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, home improvement, outdoor decor, plumbing, heating, cooling, whatever you are working on at your Money Pit. We are here to give a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just dial that magic number, 888-MONEY-PIT.
888-666-3974. Up next, your deck could become a safety hazard if you don't take care of the wood. We'll teach you how to keep the deck safe the easy way after this. Uh, I'll take a ways to lose money at 1000 This phrase for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show. Alex. What is a money pit? Good. Hey, 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 money pit. Finish wood staining projects in just one day with new Flood One Coat Waterproofing Finish. Better yet, let us do it for you. If you win the Take It Easy sweepstakes, we will. No purchase necessary. See Flood.com for official rules and to enter. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. One caller who makes it on the air with us this hour is going to get the latest technology to help take care of your above-ground or even your in-ground swimming pool. It's the ePool Smart System. It's a very cool floating sensor that sends pool updates to your computer or your smartphone. It'll tell you about the pH level, the sanitizer, the temperature, and more. Call us right now if you'd like to win, but you have to have a home improvement question to qualify the number is one eight 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 money pit all right john in michigan's on the line with a water question what can we do for you today well i have an older house that has a well pit sticking out underneath the house and okay. i want to abandon that because it's uh, letting water into the basement so mm-hmm. i want to know what what do i have to deal with how would i go about you know demolishing that old well pit and still putting up a new basement wall um, is this uh, like a like a, a wide well, like you know, three feet wide, some some yes, feet it's, deep? it's a well pit that's probably three and a half foot wide by three foot deep or so. Oh, okay, well then I would just fill it up. I would fill it up with stone first. Uh, does it have a concrete lip that comes above the surface? No, it's it's flush with the surface, and the, and the basement wall is non-existent at this point. It goes right into the well pit where the pump and stuff used to used to be. I have yeah. city water now, so we don't it's have really, This water. is really just a recessed area where the well equipment is, right? I mean, we're not talking about, it's only three feet deep. You're obviously not pumping water from three feet uh, deep. But in this case, what I would do is I just fill that in with stone right at the top. But if you're seeing water that collects in there, what you're seeing is that's the first place the water collects. But you can uh, eliminate that if it's happening during heavy rain by taking a look outside the house and managing the exterior drainage conditions, making sure that the gutters are clean and free-flowing, making sure the soil slopes away from the walls. You know, the water gets in there below the soil. You're seeing it because that's the lowest spot, but that's not causing the basement to flood. That's just evidence of the flooding. Right. Okay. Well, thanks. Well, wood needs protection from the elements. Otherwise, it will not only look bad, it could become a real safety hazard if it becomes weak. And that is especially true if we're talking about a deck. Now, the experts at Flood Wood Care, who are a proud sponsor of the Money Pit, have some advice about that topic, and they suggest that you need to be careful when removing dirt, grime, and even old stains and sealers because you could weaken the wood even more. That's right. Now, Flood has several products that can help get the job done without damage, like a wood finish remover or a wood cleaner and brightener if you're just looking to spruce up your existing surface. Now, the remover is really easy to use. You just follow the instructions on the packaging then wait a couple of days to make sure it's completely dry before you stain the deck. And this way, when you do stain, maybe try using a solid color stain. This way, you're going to get the best long-term results. And it's a fairly easy job to do when you use Flood, but if you want to make it even easier... 
you can enter the Take It Easy sweepstakes at Flood.com. Pretty cool sweepstakes. Not only will Flood Wood Care provide all the supplies needed to refinish your deck, they'll also supply the labor. So you can go to Flood.com for the official rules and to enter. Again, that's Flood.com. Susan in Texas is on the line, who doesn't really have a taste for popcorn when it's on a bathroom ceiling. <laughs> Tell us, Susan, how much do you hate it? Um, just dislike it. It comes off the ceiling above the shower. Yeah, because it's not really a good application in the bathroom. Not really a good application for anywhere. Yeah, and, and you've already accidentally stumbled upon how to get rid of it, if that's the goal. It's moisture, actually. And since you're in the bath, it's probably getting pretty saturated up there. But generally, when I've removed it for a client or, you know, during a makeover, I take almost like, you call it a Hudson sprayer. It's like a, a, a water pump sprayer that you can use for gardening or, you know, painting projects. And you do kind of have to saturate that ceiling. I mean, not tremendously, but you want to wet that popcorn and then take a really wide paint scraper and, you know, gently and cautiously just go across that ceiling surface. And you're going to make like a big hunk of gathered up popcorn texture. Okay. What about if you have um, the sheetrock around the top of a fiberglass shower that looks like it's got the tape from it, where the sheetrock was taped um, right. curling backwards when I tried to paint that sheetrock. Should I come back in with a cement board? Well, if your paper tape is separating, then you may need to, to take that off and replace it. Um, does that mean that you have to, is, the, is, there, is this drywall above the, the enclosure or is it tile? It's a uh, drywall, yes, sir. Okay, so... You know, you can peel off the tape and then respackle it. Or what you could do is you could put another layer of drywall over that. You can use a type of drywall called green, bo- green board, which is water resistant. And just go right on top of that with a second layer if you're concerned about the condition of the original layer. Okay. Well, actually, the condition's really good. It doesn't get wet up there, but I could just see that that tape was peeling. So if I can try and see if I can go in with some new tape and spackle, that would be great. Yeah, peel off the loose paper tape, replace it with perforated fiberglass tape, which has like a grid in it. It's easier to push the spackle through. And then just flat tape it right against the edge of the fiberglass and you'll be good to go. Okay, perfect. That's a whole lot easier than I thought. All right, Susan. Glad we could help. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Now we've got Fred from Georgia on the line who's dealing with a bug issue. Tell us what's going on. Well, um, I have an exterminator care of everything on the inside of the house and okay. my wife is really scared about poison uh, around the kids and the pets okay and this year we have uh i call them red bugs but i guess down here they're chiggers and okay. they are really bad in my yard yeah and i wondered if there is a way to control that without using poison well, I mean, chiggers need moisture and shade. Mm-hmm. So generally, if you cut your grass fairly short, that becomes sort of a, uh, a very bad habitat for them. And over time, if you do that, you'll have fewer and fewer chiggers in your lawn. Okay, uh, like it, what kind of time? Uh, well, I can't tell you for sure. I mean, I would, I would expect that over, you know, over a season, you're going to start to thin them out. In terms of putting in a pesticide. Yeah, I mean, I agree that that it can be an issue. I know a lot of folks will use um, aerosol sprays like permethrin-type sprays and put them on their clothes that they wear outside. 
So it's not exactly on your skin, but it's on your clothes, and that stops them from attaching. Mm-hmm. Insect repellent that include, that has DEET in it will also work. Okay. All right. Well, I've got fescue, and it's uh, the top of summer here, so I don't want to lose my lawn for the rest right. of the year. Right. So I'll try to cut it a little bit short and just deal with it. I guess I was hoping there was some way to do it uh, bio or naturally that would... Uh, give them a an element they didn't like so yeah you know try try to keep your lawn you know as dry as you can because it's really the moisture that they like so if you can water less frequently or you know shorter spouts more frequently just to keep the lawn maintained but not saturated if that makes sense this way as it dries out in the soil they'll just burrow deeper and deeper or find somebody else's yard okay all right. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right. Now we've got Tim in Colorado on the line dealing with two thermostats and two zones and how to keep it all working right. Welcome, Tim. Hi. I just wondered if there's any strategy on uh, either saving wear and tear on the two separate units or saving energy by or just keep them both set the same and so it's comfortable. Well, it really comes down to your, your sort of lifestyle. Now, upstairs are your bedrooms, I presume? Well, assume, yes, but assume the home is equally occupied because my uh, wife is home with the kids, and so she's up and down all the time. So, okay. yeah, I, I was expecting you to say, okay, go ahead and make the upstairs bedroom sleeping area hot during the day. But no. Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to say say that because, I mean, typically if you have areas of your house that are less occupied, then you can, uh, you know, reduce the heating and cooling load in those spaces. So um, if you don't, then then you the same advice applies to, to both areas, and that is use a clock setback thermostat. Set them to uh, pattern your use. So if, uh, you know, when you go to sleep at night and, you know, in the, in the winter, for example, the heat goes down, stays down all night, comes up. Now, when you do go to sleep at night, for example, if you get your bedrooms upstairs and downstairs can obviously be, um, you know, a, a lot cooler and, and upstairs, you know, a little bit cooler. And then you bring them back up before you get out of bed. In the summertime, generally you want to set the thermostat, you know, around 80, 82 and leave it alone doesn't always make sense for, to bring it up and down, but you can have it uh, go up higher if you're away on the weekends. Now, you know, there is a, a new type of thermostat out there called Ecobee, which I think is really cool. Do you happen to have a wireless network inside your house? Yes. Yeah, these work on wireless networks, and so you can, and they actually will um, pattern well, the weather. It, like I said, Wow, yeah, you can cool. set them. You can set them on your own, like sort of web page. You can, and they they'll alert you when temperatures go above or below certain levels. And they even have the ability to reach out and sort of read the weather in advance and make adjustments based on that. You might want to take a look at those. It's uh, E C O B E E uh, is the website ecobee.com. dot com. I just contacted them to uh, get a couple of uh, units to try out uh, in a home that we have. Uh, but I did speak with uh, one of the folks on my team that told me about it, and he has been using it very successfully now for several months and is thrilled with uh, its functionality. In fact, it was referred to him by uh, his, la- his local heating and cooling contractor. Uh-huh. Great. Okay, thanks. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, we've got tips to help you cut down on cooling costs and the summer's sun's harsh glare in one shot. We'll have the latest info on an affordable battery-operated cellular shade system next. Hey, hey. 
Home Solutions Live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, we all know the damage that sun can actually do to your skin. But did you know that it can also damage the inside of your home? Well, strong sunlight magnified by your home's windows can actually fade fabric and paint. It can drive up your cooling costs. And it's really harsh on wood surfaces like your floor and even your furniture. Well, the experts at Lutron have a solution. It's a way you can stop sun damage just by pushing a button. And it's a very attractive system. Here to tell us about the Serena remote-controlled cellular shades is Melissa Andresco from Lutron. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Tom. Hi, Leslie. Now, automated cellular shades are traditionally very expensive, kind of a high-end product. You guys have really changed the way consumers will be looking at this product going forward because you now have a very affordable system so that consumers can truly have these in their own homes. So tell us about it. So, you know, Lutron has been in the in the light control business for 50 years. And believe it or not, we've actually been doing motorized shades for about 20 years. And to your point exactly, they have been in that $1,000 per window uh, price range historically. And we were really on a mission to, to bring down those prices and, you know, really make it a product that any homeowner could put in their home. Because it's really not just about being a luxury product. It's a problem solver. It's, it's a great application for that hard-to-reach window above a bathtub or that pesky window in your family room that, that causes glare um, you know, on your television. So the new Serena Shade uh, starts at, believe it or not, $299. Wow. And it's actually self-installed, and it runs on standard D-sized batteries. So it really couldn't be any simpler. No, that's very cool. And to our point in our open, I think folks don't understand the impact that sunlight has. I mean, we all know the glare is, a, is, is uncomfortable. Certainly sometimes we feel the heat coming through the window. But that sun going through the windows really is very harsh on your fabrics, on your carpets, on your wallpaper, on your furnishings. And it really causes everything to fade out very quickly if you don't manage it. And these shades give you a way to do that. Absolutely, Tom. You know, you, people don't realize how much damage sun can do, you know, day after day, beating down in that same spot for, for hours at a time. So by having a, a remote-controlled window shade, you know, you're really able to control how much um, sunlight is coming into the space. It's almost like sunscreen for your windows when you think about it. Um, you know, it's going to help protect those fabrics and those furnishings um, and artwork. And again, to, to help with heating and cooling costs, it's going to keep that heat in when you want it and keep it out when you don't. So, you know, great way to uh, to save energy and, and keep your space comfortable at the same time. Now, Melissa, tell me a little bit about the remote options. If you're doing a room with multiple shades, are you able to have one remote sort of do everything or are you limited to a remote per shade? You can actually do it either way. So if I've got three shades in one room, I can control every shade with one remote or I could do one shade per remote. It's completely up to you the way you do it. The technology, it's a radio frequency technology. That's the most common remote control option. So it gives you the flexibility of being able to control one or many shades per remote. Now, is there a way to pre-program the shades so that they move up and down based on a certain time of day? Uh, With the Serena shade, 
grades, not right now. You can you can open them all the way, you can close them all the way, and then you can jog them up and down to a to a desired position. Um, if you use a honeycomb style shade with one of our light control systems, like a Radio Raw system, then you do get some more sophisticated um, programming capabilities. But for the non-system version, um, right now you can go up, down, and then jog it up and down to your, your favorite position. Now tell us about the color options. And, and, you know, this is really exciting for me because I work with a lot of private design clients and, you know, remote shades are very popular. They're very expensive. We're customizing them in pretty much any fabric under the sun. And we're looking at thousands upon thousands of dollars for, you know, not a tremendous lot of windows. So what are my color options? Because I may have a project. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to hear. We, um, we currently have, um, about a hundred different color options, believe it or not. And all kinds of different textures. We have one that's called a crush fabric. That's really a very, like rich feeling, uh, rich feeling fabric, and not only do we have about a hundred different colors, but we've got different opacities. So depending on how much light you want coming into your space, you're going to choose from what's called a room darkening shade, which is obviously great for places like a bedroom to help with sleeping, or your TV room to really help cut down on the glare. Or we have an option called single-cell light filtering. That's going to let the most amount of light in. And then there's one in between called double-cell light filtering. So that's going to be halfway between your, you know, maximum amount of light and your your blackout. So just depending on on how much light you want in your space, um, you know, each one is available in, in many different colors. So... Hopefully we'll get some shades on that project of yours. (laughs) Lots and lots of options. We're talking with Melissa Andresco about the Serena remote-controlled cellular shades. You can learn more at ChooseLutron.com. Melissa, I want to ask you about uh, the battery. Uh, You mentioned that these work on a D battery. That's pretty incredible uh, to think that you can have a D battery that will last. Did I understand for three years on a single battery? Yeah, can you believe that? We, we've um, engineered a technology called triathlon battery technology, and we guarantee that your batteries are going to last for three years. And that's based on the shade going up twice a day and down twice a day. And so we guarantee that with that amount of usage, the batteries will last for three years. So you don't have to worry about replacing batteries, you know, every three or four weeks or every month and thinking, oh, boy, that's going to add to my cost. No, it's, it's you know, every three years, and when the battery life is starting to get low, there's a little LED that's going to blink to let you know, hey, it's time to, to pick up some batteries next time you're at the store and, uh, and replace them. So we've, we've taken all the guesswork out. The product is called Serena Cellular Shades, available now from Lutron, starting at just 299 bucks. Check it out. A really great option for you to have uh, automation in your window shades in your home. The website is ChooseLutron.com. Melissa Andresco, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Leslie. Well, with 4th of July this week, it's a good time to think about firework safety. Fireworks are responsible for tens of thousands of serious injuries every year. We're going to tell you how to celebrate safely after this. wood staining projects in just one day with new flood one coat waterproofing finish better yet let us do it for you 
If you win the Take It Easy sweepstakes, we will. No purchase necessary. See Flood.com for official rules and to enter. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT because we are giving away the really coolest and latest technology when it comes to taking care of your backyard pool. We've got an e-pool system. Now, it's a sensor that floats in your pool and then sends wireless updates on your pool to your computer or your smartphone. So you could be at work and check and see how the pH level is doing in your pool. You know, find out what you might need to do when you get home what you've got to add. That's pretty awesome. It really takes the guesswork out of it. So give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT for your chance to win the e-pool. 888-666-3974. All right, now we're going to go to Texas where Bubba wants to do some uh, air conditioning maintenance. How can we help you? Yeah, I was wondering on your your outside AC unit. Mm -hmm. Yep. You cut it loose and you want to put it back together with the two little copper fittings. The best way to solder that back together with a little torch kit that comes with acetylene and oxygen bottle, or if you can use one of the little propane. Why did you cut it loose, Bubba? What were you doing? I moved. You moved, and you took your AC unit with you. Yeah, it's, it's on. It's on a big manufactured home. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. Well, the thing is, those lines have to be recharged with refrigerant, don't they? Well, not in this particular case. It, it has a way that you can trap the refrigerant inside the unit. Yeah, you know what? I don't think it's a good idea for you to be soldering that yourself, especially with the refrigerant inside the lines. That's a job for a pro that does it every day. I would hire, I would have a service contractor come out and do that one part of the project for you, pay the service charge, and make sure it's done safely and efficiently so it works well for you. Bubba, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, America will be 236 years old this July 4th. And as usual, Americans will be celebrating from sea to shining sea with food, flags, and fireworks. To make sure that you do that safely, here are a few simple fireworks safety tips to make sure that you don't add a 911 call to that 4th of July activity list. Well, that's right. So first, you want to know the laws where you live because fireworks are illegal in some places, like where we live in New Jersey, for example. We only get to use sparklers, but they're still fun. And if they are legal, you want to make sure that you use them outside with a garden hose and a bucket nearby because you want to be able to toss any used fireworks in the trash and soak them in water so that they don't ignite. That's right. Now, here are some things that you really should keep in mind. Fireworks, they're totally awesome, but use them safely as they are intended. Don't try to change them or combine them or see what would happen if you put these two together. It doesn't work out well. I promise you that. Light only one firework at a time. You're not Grucci over there, okay? Maybe you are, but you're most likely not Grucci. So let's be safe. If you've got a dud, don't try to relight it. And really, you just want to use some common sense. If you want some more thorough guidelines, because there are quite a few, go to moneypit.com and search firework safety, and that will really help you make sure that you have a safe but still spectacular 4th of July. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your summer home improvement project. All right. Now we've got Dale in Texas on the line looking for a fun and easy way to refinish furniture. Of course, I think refinishing furniture is fun. Dale, you might not. Tell us what's going on. <laughs> oh, heavens. I love refinishing old furniture. Old furniture. I'm not rich enough to finish show uh, antiques, so I just call it old furniture. But Anyway, I one of the things I've always done is use alcohol with steel wool and taking off the old shellac or varnish-based coatings on the old furniture works tremendously. But when it comes to people painting furniture and i got to strip it off, 
it is a very difficult thing sometimes to get it all off, but I've been using alcohol and say number three or number four steel wool, and I just wondered if uh, got the thing about later. As bad as stripper is with all the chemicals and all, am I running a risk of mixing alcohol with it to strip it off? Yeah, why don't you use one of the gel strippers? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Rock Miracle has a version that's called UPTA6, U-P-T-A-6. It's a very environmentally safe sort of gel stripper where you apply it, the gel sits, and then you peel the gel off, and the paint comes with it. Oh, so mm-hmm. it, if you put it on, and then it kind of... Right, it works. You peel right. it off, or you scrape it off, or what? It, yeah. it really you, depends on the type of, you know, the type of furniture. Like when you're working with something that has a flat run or a trimming edge or the edge of a cabinet, then you sort of slightly scrape it away with a paint scraper. You know, don't dig because it you just want to peel it off kind of that way. Um, but in areas when you're dealing, like I did cabinet doors with it once. And when I was dealing with the um, recessed panels and the, you know, the routed edges, I kind of used like a sponge sander to help me get in there and lift all that stuff up. And I like it because of the gel. It sits there. It doesn't run. And the up to six, you know, the UPTA six, I'm not sure how they say it, but that is their environmentally friendly product. And Rock Miracle, good company, been around for ages, and they really do work. And I've used them myself. You call it Rock Miracle? Mm-hmm. Rock R-O-C-K Miracle. Miracle. And that's oh. their website, rockmiracle.com. Rock Miracle. Rockmiracle.com. Okay, well, I've got that. that. That'll be a big help. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us on this first weekend before the 4th of July, where we're celebrating really a week's worth of Independence Day, the way the calendar worked out. Coming up next in the program, we're going to talk about what this hot summer can do to the beautiful lawn. It can turn it into a field of brown needles, but there is a way to keep your grass green in the heat, and we'll share that tip after this. You live in a body pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we make good homes better. Hey, you can join the Money Pit community for great project ideas, info, and advice from your fellow DIYers, as well as Leslie and I, too. And that is on MoneyPit.com. Just register for the site, and you will be welcome to post in our community. All right. And Jim in Oklahoma posted, is there anything I can do to my hardwood floors to make them less noisy? They constantly squeak and creak. Yep. That's the wear and tear of those floors, Jim. And what happens is when they're first installed, assuming they were installed correctly, the nails are driven at an angle through the tongue part of the board. And over time, those nails will loosen up and they'll slide in and out and the boards will slide with them. And that's what causes the squeak and the creak. Now, repairing this when you have a hardwood floor is a little tricky because you've got to be a pretty good woodworker. The idea here is that we have to resecure the wood to the floor, the subfloor, and there are a couple of ways to do that. First off, if it's just like one or two loose boards, you can pre-drill and then drive a very large and hopefully galvanized finished nail 
through that board into the floor joist below. You've got to find the joist as well. You can do that with a stud finder. And you drill the hole because you can't nail into wood without cracking it when it's hardwood. And then you uh, use the finish nail at a slight angle through the board into the subfloor and into the joist below. And then you can countersink it and use a wood filler to top it off. I say that you can do that in a couple of small places because you don't want nail holes all over the place. If you've got a really big, noisy area, then what you really need to do is to screw those floorboards down. To do that, you've got to counterbore the wood surface, drive the screw in below it, and then fill it with a wood plug and refinish the floor. That done properly, those plugs will be completely invisible. But it is a bit of a, of a, of a project. And rest assured, though, it's mostly annoying. So you're not damaging the floor of the house. But if you really want to quiet it, you've got to attack it in one of those two ways. All right, next up, Mickey posted, I'm redoing parts of my kitchen. I want to add a glass tile backsplash. Do I need to put anything on the wall under the tile, or can I just put an adhesive straight to the wall? That's probably a good situation for Bondera, don't you think? Yeah, Bondera is a great product. It's actually called Bondera Tile Mat Set, and it's basically like a super-duty, sticky contact paper, but it's non-porous. It's perfect if you buy the one for a wall surface. It sticks right to that wall where your backsplash would go. It's got a grid on it, so you know you're putting your tile on correctly. You just stick your tile to the Bondera, and then you can grout immediately, and you've got a beautiful, beautiful mosaic tile backsplash. Well, the dog days of summer are coming, and that means that this is the time of year you can watch your beautiful green lawn turn into a brown disaster. Leslie's got some tips on keeping it looking good through that summer heat in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. You know, I've seen one too many lawns turn into a hayfield when that true hot weather really does roll in. So to keep this from happening to you, first, cut back on the mowing. Cutting too often can actually cause that grass to lose moisture. Once a week is probably about right. Now, it's also a good idea to water very early in the morning because that's going to give your lawn a chance to actually dry out before nighttime when a wet lawn can attract bugs and diseases. Now, it's also a good idea to water deeply a couple of times a week, you know, rather than lightly every single day. This is actually going to encourage deeper root growth. If you follow these simple rules, you will be enjoying your lawn for months to come, and it will be green and not brown, I promise. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next week on the program, the buzz, the sting, and the ouch, which is followed by the itch. If mosquitoes are making a meal of you this summer, We'll have some tips on how you can cut down on those annoying and downright dangerous pests on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.